So this week's episode, earlier in the week, we had talked about sin. Like I had shared a personal story where um, I was caught in a little sin trap and how I repented and how I went back to the father and just how much his love draws us back to him. And it was such a good episode. So if you haven't checked it out, checked it out. But I want to tell you something funny because this episode with Joe, I recorded four months ago, four months ago, and God told me to use it today. I also recorded the sin episode a few weeks ago, over a month ago, and God told me to use it this month. And as I'm editing this episode, I just was laughing because God is so good because he coordinated this episode after this week's episode, which was, this week's episode was vulnerable for me. It felt raw and I got a little pushback and I was just like, okay, God, you said do it. So I did it and I'm trusting with you this outcome. And then I'm editing this episode and it's so good because it ties into some of the things that we talked about on Wednesday. However, it's using Joe's story and what Joe has walked through. And so I highly encourage you to listen to this episode more than once and listen to how her story is going to inspire and encourage you and how our conversation is going to hopefully equip you to deepen your relationship with Jesus. Joe Harris is my guest today. She's a full-time stay-at-home mom and copywriter. She has a training program teaching other women how to have a flexible career through copywriting. Alongside her husband, she has a media ministry called The Gospel in the Raw, where she shares Christ-centered Bible devotionals and videos. With her new podcast, Business in His Image, she also encourages Christian entrepreneurs in their faith to help them achieve their God-given potential business. And in this episode, we talk about how to use your gifts to honor Jesus. And she ties in her testimony in the entertainment industry. And it is just, it is so good. So friends, without further ado, let's do it. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Today, we are in for a treat. We are here with my new friend, Joe Harris. Welcome, Joe. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi, Samantha. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Okay, so let's start with sharing. I've already read your bio, but share, Joe, who you are um, and sort of a little piece of your story that's going to translate into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Joe, and I'm a mom of three and a work-from-home mom. I have multiple businesses with my husband, and we also have multiple ministries as well. So we're b- very busy people. So uh, my journey started maybe over 10 years ago, actually, 
And it all began when I was looking to grow my, you know, quote unquote, career in marketing um, inside the music entertainment industry. So I was in college and I wanted to grow my career. I wanted to move to New York. I ended up transferring schools. And while I was there in New York, I, I it was a really strange thing because it was like I was trying to like find God, but at the same time, in a way, I was like pulling further away from him because of the circles I was in, the people I was around and the darkness in that industry, the music industry. So um, eventually I crossed paths um, with a young woman around a time where like I was just kind of like fed up with how things were going in my life. I was in an ungodly relationship. I was, you know, pursuing this music career. And I was just really not in God's will for my life. And I was using gifts he had given me, but I wasn't using them in a way that was giving him glory. Instead, I was using it for the world, right? To serve the enemy, the things of this world that contradict God. So um, what happened is I just got to this point of feeling like fed up. And I was like, you know what? I've been doing things my way for so long and it's not working out. So let me do things God's way. And there were specific things that God was literally telling me like stop doing that and I Mm -hmm. like I would hear God speaking to me but for some reason because I had not fully surrendered my life to Christ it was like there was a veil and I couldn't really receive and understand it right and the seriousness and the weight of what he was telling me so it got to that point and I finally decided like okay I need to cut off this ungodly relationship I started going to church as much as I could and just like pouring that pain onto the Lord, right? Because it it hurt, like letting go of that relationship was super painful. Um, At that time, I was still like in my music stuff, my music career. God hadn't, you know, really uncovered um, what that was doing to my spiritual life at that point, but it, it was like a you know, step-by-step process. So um, what happened is I was just really seeking the Lord and I didn't really have godly influences in my life at that point. Like my friends went to church with me, but we weren't really surrendered to Christ. Like we were going to church and then after we were like going out drinking, going to the club and just like being of the world, right? And it was all out of just not really knowing God's word and being discipled in his word. So I, those were the kind of influences I had in my life. And then God, it was like God saw my heart. The Bible says, if you search for me and seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And I was truly seeking God with all my heart in the way that I knew how. So it wasn't perfect, but it was all that I knew. So what he did in response to that is he answered me and he sent someone my way who was living by his word, who was walking in truth and light. And he used her significantly. Um, He used this friend of mine to eventually like lead me to Christ. And, you know, she was praying for me. She never condemned me for how I was or anything like that. But through her prayers, God started really convicting me through her testimonies. Like she would share a testimony and then inside the Holy Spirit would convict me and I would be like, oh man, like now I can't do that anymore. I can't live that way anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this continual process of that, right? Like little by little, these like small steps of feeling convicted to the point where God brought me to a place where I knew I couldn't keep my career anymore. Like that was like the final thing, right? So what happened is that my this friend of mine, she invited me to go on a, a fast with her. And I wasn't really used to fasting in the way that she fasted. Like she did like those like biblical, like dry fast, like, you know, I... I didn't fast that way. (laughs) So it was a new experience for me. 
but inside I felt like I had to do it, right? I I knew it was the Lord prompting me to do it. So we were on this fast and then we felt like we were supposed to keep going. So we kept going and it was so hard. Like I got so much opposition um, spiritually, just resistance, feeling like it was hard to pray, hard to concentrate, wondering like, okay, God, is this like doing anything? But then inside there was like this thing of like, just keep going. Like this is what you're supposed to do. So we did that. I don't remember how long the fast went on. It may have been like, you know, a few weeks. Um, But at the end of that fast, I experienced God on a level I had never experienced in my entire life. It was so powerful. I literally felt the tangible presence of God. And like, it it was just, it was, I, I can't, I don't even have words to describe it, but I knew that there was like a change at that point. So around that time, either in that process of fasting or after it, um, the Lord showed me and made it clear through a conversation with my friend that it was time for me to leave, lay down that job that I had working in the music industry. So initially, I you know reached out to the people I was working with. I didn't really, I was a baby Christian at that time, and I didn't know how to explain what I was experiencing. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, God told me to quit and go into ministry. That's right. It didn't happen that way, but that's what I was thinking. So yeah, so I, I told them and the response was, you know, not positive. Um, even some of my Christian friends condemned me for my decision, actually, mm-hmm. um, because my career And this is how the enemy works, right? The enemy has some power on this earth and he will give you success too in the wrong ways to make you think it's God. And that's what happened to me, right? I thought my prayers were being answered. Like, oh, I'm seeing success, right? The, The people that I was working with, we were growing. Like we were getting access, you know, to certain events and opportunities. And it seemed like we were being blessed, but we weren't. It wasn't from God because it wasn't honoring him. So, you know, it was difficult in that moment to lay that down. But I, God helped me. And I will say that I never regretted it a day in my life. Um, you know, since then, God has just blessed me with so much peace, you know, a beautiful family, like he's done so many things for me that I know, if I stayed on that path living outside his will, it wouldn't have never happened. That is so powerful. There's so many things you said in there that I was like, yes, girl. I love I love your story. I love that, that he was so gentle with you. And that he also put people in your path to make sure that you were being discipled, like your friend. This discipleship is huge. It's something I feel like right now, it's something we're missing, we're lacking from like the older women discipling the younger and then the younger discipling like like us discipling younger. We just aren't great as it at it as a as a whole that's a general statement i guess but i love that you had someone to step in and it sounds like she was interceding on your behalf as well and praying for you and then showing you and sharing with you and not condemning like i mm-hmm. love that i used to work for young life and one of the um mottos is earn the right to be heard it's that it's creating a relationship. It's mm-hmm. instead of coming straight out the gate with like, you are going to hell, sis. Like, that's not how you <laughs> maybe win most people over. And so it's that relationship that she had with you. You liked her. You trusted her. She was praying for you. And then at some point she was able to share 
right? The, that, Hey, sis, we're not walking the right path. And so that is cool. And there was something you said about the enemy, because I think we, I think we, um, restrict the enemy's capabilities to just being bad things. Like the enemy equals bad, right? Which is true. But however, like you said, that he wouldn't give you promotions to keep you in the industry. He wouldn't mm-hmm. give your name more glory to keep you there, to have success be the reason that you were to stay there. As opposed to all the things that you're doing now, which all give glory to God. And you're making disciples in the kingdom. If you had stayed there, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing it. And people's lives wouldn't be impacted by you in that way like they are now. Even that, that like, thank you for saying yes and still... Glory to God leaving <laughs> the crap behind. Can I say crap? I don't know. Um, to come here <laughs> and to do these things. That's so good. So what does life look like for you now as far as these ministries? Tell me a little bit about some of your ministries. Yes. Before I do, there's one thing that just popped in my heart that I would like to share regarding what you said about discipleship, right? So um, what I just want to say is that what really spoke to me about that friend of mine wasn't what she told me, but it was the fact that I could tell her relationship with God was so tight and that's what I wanted. And it was because I love, I love, I just was like in a place where I'm like, I love you so much, God. I just want to be close to you. And that's what drew me to turn away from my sin. So when we see people out here living a certain way that doing things they're not supposed to do, okay, they can stop doing those things outwardly, but that's not going to save them. And that's not going to make them love the Lord. They need to fall in God, fall in love with Christ first. When they love him and they find out that their sin separates them from God, then they're going to feel compelled to turn away, but it's going to be for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, praise God that we don't have a religion or a relationship with him that is works-based because yeah. we would all be out of luck. Right. So mm-hmm. yes, that he loves us enough to not only die for us and rise again, but to keep himself holy so that sin still separates us. I feel like that is a bad thing if you don't understand the goodness that comes from it. Like, I don't want to be in relationship with a God who is small, who my human mind can comprehend all his actions and why, or that allows darkness in his heaven or allows sin. You know what I mean? Like I, part of the reason I fall so much in love with God is because he's so faithful. His word doesn't change. He's so holy and that he doesn't allow for the other stuff. And I know we could be like, that is such a horrible thing, but really it's such a good thing. Like we have to, you're right, fall in love with Jesus. And I was just, that's so funny. I was just having this conversation this morning because we were talking about the Grammys. Um, and how the more we fall in love with Jesus, the more we fall in love with who he is, with his character, the more our desire is to turn away from the things that don't please him. The more, it's not a religion-based thing. It's not a, you have to do the checklist. You even said, I've done it too. Like we've gone to church and I've yes, exactly. started all night long and this walked into church, like, because it was a check mark. It wasn't a relationship. It was a thing I had to do to be a good Christian. Um, but in the dark, I was not. You know, and so I love to fall in love with Jesus. And when we get to that point, that means that anything that's not pleasing to him, I mean, from the big things to the very little things, like the way we speak or the things we consume, the more we fall in love with him, the more our desire changes to please him, to 
want to be in line with him. Right. And so thanks for clarifying that because I hope that encourages us too for sisters who are saved that people are watching and people are wanting what you have. And I hope and pray that what we have (laughs) is of him and not like the half foot in, half foot out, kind of of the world, kind of of the Lord. Like God, if we could all be sisters that are so on fire for the Lord, people would change. Our generation would change. This world would change by the, by us, by women, if we could be those women. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And I think, yeah, I think that, um, you know, God has to really work in our hearts because, you know, starting out, it's easy to kind of adopt that religious mindset because it's like, okay, we know that this certain thing is wrong or we know that that displeases God, but he knows where everyone's at and he has a way of dealing with people that they can receive. So I think it's just being spirit led. And over the years, God has really dealt with me about, you know, not being condemning, not being judgmental. Like, yes, speak out against sin, speak out against what is wrong, but also like love people where they are and understand that it's a heart thing. It's not about just changing actions. It has to start inside of the heart. When the scripture says that he knows that goes both ways, right? Like he knows our heart and it goes even. So how do I say this? (laughs) There's some sins that are more obvious than others. Right. And so that's on the outside, but like no man knows the heart, but then there's some people that on the outside look perfect and yet on the inside, no man knows his heart. Yeah, totally. But it's the idea that even loving, like Loving them where they're at, but always encouraging them to be better, always praying for them to meet the father, always interceding on their behalf. There's like that fine line between like, it's not complacent. We're not saying, Hey, like you're fine the way you are. Just come to have like, just all of that. You're fine the way you are to receive the love of Christ, right? Like God will meet you in the lowest of lows and the highest of highs and praise God for that. He will meet you wherever you are. You don't have to clean up ourselves or we don't have to clean up ourselves to come to him even for salvation. But like, even now, so many women I meet that are like missing intimacy with the Lord because they think their actions, how do you say this? Like their actions draw them closer or like, I'm not perfect. So I can't come see God today. My heart would be so broken if my kids ever responded to me that way, right? Like if my daughter was like, Sam, mommy, Sam, (laughs) mommy, my life's a mess. I can't talk today. I don't really want to see you or be with you because my life is just so messy and it's so awful. Like I would be heartbroken. I would want my kid to come to me whenever they are. But so many women that I talk to are like, well, my life doesn't look good or I'm still dealing with this or I'm still whatever, fill in the blank. And the Lord wants you to come to him with that. Like come to him as you are in scripture. And so I don't know if that was for somebody. I don't know who that was for, but receive it and take it and go spend time with your father. (laughs) Yeah, because God is the only one, you know, who can change us. So it has to begin like, you know, at that point in my life, God received me because he knew that like, I didn't know what I was doing, right? It's different. There are certain people out there who know they're doing wrong and they just are like deliberately going on in it. But then there's people who are just struggling and having trouble getting out of their sin. And there's a distinct difference for those people out there who are just struggling. It's like you want to be healed. You want to be delivered. You want to walk in God's righteousness, but you're having trouble with certain things. God will help you, you know, feel encouraged. And what used to encourage me so much and still does to this day is King David. 
if you really read the Psalms carefully, he struggled with sin, but he mm-hmm. loved God and he was a man after God's own heart. So, you know, King David, he did face consequences for his sins, right? God didn't pat him on the back. He didn't get away with anything, but God was merciful towards him and helped him. And he will be merciful towards us and help us. But we just have to have that willing heart. I mean, if you literally read the Psalms, all of them, you'll see David's up and downs. Like it's one chapter to the next, right? It's praising God and then woe is me. And so that is such a good reminder that he didn't, God doesn't pass on the back. He still had consequences, but his mercy, mercy is yes. new. He's, he's merciful to us. I love that. Yes. Joe, let's talk about today's topic is using your gifts to honor Jesus. And so we've heard your story of inter, in the entertainment industry, but yet you left. And so tell me how the Lord is using your gifts now in this season. Yeah. So about three years ago, um, after I had my first child, I realized that, you know, I needed to kind of find something that I can do from home to contribute to the home. Um, mm-hmm. It's not. And it's funny because initially my husband and I wanted me to stay home with the kids. He goes to work and I just was planning to be a full time stay at home mom. But inside, I just always felt like it was God's call for me to work. Um, not necessarily only for financial reasons, but I, it's, I, it's hard to put into words, but I just feel like it's something I was supposed to do. And I, I really, truly enjoyed having my own projects to work on. So that's where my journey kind of began finding what can I do from home using the gifts I had. So it's funny because I never thought I would go back into marketing. I, you know, I had dropped any clients I had. I just left it. I went into a completely different field. I was like managing Airbnb properties and cleaning them. And I like doing that, but I couldn't do that with kids. So I had to stop. And, um, I was, you know, doing a lot of research on like, what can I do from home? And then that's kind of where everything started. And my gift of writing, my gift of marketing that came back up. So, Over the process of time, um, God led me to copywriting, which is what I do now. And um, over time, you know, God started dealing with me about like working on my skills, perfecting my skills. And okay, so how does this relate to God, right? And glorifying him. Well, one of my businesses called The Virtual Mama, um, it's a business where I serve clients offering copywriting, content writing, but also I have a teaching platform where I help other freelancers, virtual assistants learn how to break into copywriting. God made it very clear that he wanted me to honor him with that business. So little by little, God started showing me ways to do that, whether it's planting a seed, maybe sharing a scripture within an email or, you know, just giving him glory for the success that I've seen so far, but just, you know, he made it just very clear, like, that's what he wants me to do in this business is give him glory, talk about him, point people to him, even though it's not necessarily a ministry, but in a sense, he, I believe that he wants to use it to help people. And I've seen him do it, which amazes me. I think it's so funny because we didn't connect through that. And we were both in the same field (laughs) at the same time, basically. Any place you are is ministry. If you are running a marketing business from home, if you are in a college dorm room, if you're a grandma loving on some grandbabies or in corporate America, like 
The Lord plants us in places for a reason and for seasons. What, like you said, like a scripture on an email, you never, you're probably like, oh, it's just a scripture, but you probably aren't. But some people could probably be like, oh, it's just a scripture. It's just me. It's who I am. But we never know the impact that that scripture could make on whoever's receiving it, right? Or how the Lord will use that seed. So I love, I love that, that every, like every place we are is a ministry in every season and position. We have the opportunity to bring glory to God, whether it's in the home, out of the home, all the things. And so using your, what would be like marketplace, worldly, whatever business, right? It's not a Christian business for Christian entrepreneurs. You had the opportunity to bring hope and life and glory through your emails, through your clients, through the women you got to disciple, or they'd probably call it mentor or teach. You know what I mean? So that's so cool. Yeah. And how he full circles you. You thought you were done with marketing. Did you like marketing back then when you were in the music industry? Oh, yeah, I did. I feel like I always kind of had this little entrepreneurial seed in me, but I just didn't know how to use it in the right way. So because I was living in the world and that's what was in my heart, that's how it came out, right? It's like God gives everyone gifts, whether you're saved or not, you have these gifts, but the way that it comes out of you is going to be affected by what's in your heart and how you're living. So I had that gift of entrepreneurship and marketing and stuff, but I was just, you know, using it for what I had interest in at the time, which was music, but it wasn't, you know, um, it wasn't within God's will for my life. So um, it is going to look different for everyone, but I truly believe like whatever natural inclinations you have, things in you that you just like, there's probably a reason for it. Like God gave you that gift for a reason and there is a way to use it for God's glory, not necessarily in the church, because even when I first started my journey as a Christian, the first thing I did was I went to go apply for marketing jobs at other churches and ministries. I did not get one single yeah. acceptance letter from any, not one interview. So obviously that wasn't for me, right? God, I truly believe what God has been putting on my heart lately is this is the time for followers of Christ to use the gifts and resources they have to expand his kingdom. So whatever industry that is, whether it's marketing, whether it's trucking, whether it's cooking, cleaning, it doesn't matter. Don't think that you, because you got saved, now you have to go run out and open a church because that's not for everyone. Paul said, I believe it may be in Corinthians, but I remember Paul saying that whatever state you were in when you came to know the Lord, remain in that state, right? So there are times when God will call you out of your um, job, whatever you're doing, like he did me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lay down your craft. It's just like, okay, God, how do I use this now for your glory? For some people, it will be full-time ministry. For others, it may be starting a business. For someone else, it may be to be an employee and and serve in that capacity working for someone else. So God has a different uh, you know, calling for everyone. It's going to look different, but he will show you as you take small steps to figure it out. Yeah. And your story is that, right? Like you liked marketing, you used it, you had skills, writing skills, obviously too, and you were using it in the world. And yet here you are using it in a different capacity, the same gifts that he's given you. I love that. He's like, no, sis, I'm not done with this. I still want to use you just er, this way. (laughs) Every person is not called to start a church. Every person is not called to be a pastor. Every person is not called to be a world famous preacher, but every person is called to go and make disciples, 
to do things wherever you are that glorify God. So absolutely, yes. And sometimes that's harder (laughs) than doing it in the church, right? Like it's harder to be this person in an industry that is not necessarily. Yeah. So you're right. It can be. So Mm -hmm. I think that's super fun. What are some ways that we can use our gifts to honor him? Yeah, that's a really good question. So number one, I would say, you know, start with prayer. And even if you want to fast about it, you can fast, but start praying for the Lord's direction, right? Um, So that way, as you're taking steps and trying different things, he can be directing your paths. The Bible says to in all your ways, you know, submit it to him. He will establish our plans if we acknowledge him, if we give our plans over to him. So that's the most important thing is really to pray and involve God. But then from there, I will say, don't over-spiritualize everything because I made that mistake in the beginning. Sometimes there are some decisions in our lives that we need to wait And we need to hear from God. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're going to marry someone, you're going to want to hear from God about that. Right. If you're making a big decision about uh, maybe buying a house or something like that, you want to hear from God. Now, when it's something that uh, pertains to our everyday life, you don't always necessarily need to wait for God to tell you. Yes, to like at least try something. So one of the things God put on my heart was to start trying different things. So, you know, for me, I'm just using myself as an example, but it can, you know, relate to anyone. I knew that I liked writing. So I was like, what can I start doing to use that gift in a different way? Right. I I tried the blogging thing. I tried, you know, social media, all these different things until I found something where I, I was like, wow, this feels good to me. God is opening doors. It's this seems like there's something there to keep pursuing. So I would say like after praying is step number two would be to think about what you're naturally good at and what you like doing, what you have interest in and start trying different things. Do a little bit of research, look and see what opportunities pertain to that gift, right? Whether it's either a job or maybe starting a business or a side hustle, whatever it is. Um, but start doing a little bit of research and from there you'll be able to try different things. And now trying may look different for everyone. It's not always applying for a job or starting a business. Sometimes it's just working on your skills, taking a course, buying a book to learn more about it. Right. But start taking steps forward in that way. God is going to, you know, direct your path. And then from there, I would say to start getting involved a little bit more involved with people who do that with whatever it is. So, you know, start going to networking groups or look online and you do have to be spirit led about it, right? I'm not saying just like embrace everything because not everything may be conducive to your spiritual life. You got to be, you know, careful and discerning in all of this that you're doing. But I would say the most important thing is like to try. I've seen people almost like paralyzed where it's like they don't want to make a move until they hear something. And I've been there myself. But Mm -hmm. sometimes the Lord directs you as you're moving. It's like when the Israelites were crossing the Jordan River, the water didn't part until they started moving through the water, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes you have to take steps. Sometimes God will tell you what to do, but sometimes he wants you to like get moving and he's going to direct your steps as you're going forward. 
That's so good. I always visualize that too. Like, okay, I have to step in the water and then it parts, but you didn't know that before you made the step (laughs) and then it parted. There was one more thing I wanted to add that I didn't say. And I think it's so super important. You also like whatever you're doing now, whether it's a job, a business, like any way that you're using your gifts now, it's really good to pray about it and examine yourself with the Bible and really think about like, is this really honoring God? Like ask yourself, like, does this position cause you to compromise in any way? Has it caused you to compromise? Mm-hmm. Caused you to stumble? You know, are there things that, you know, maybe influence you in a wrong way? Because those are signs that it may not be where God wants you. You know, there's going to be situations like Daniel, for example, where you're not necessarily going to be around saved people, but he will give you the strength to stand firm. But now if you are constantly compromising or you have to do things that go against the word of God, then that's definitely not, you know, where you need to be and what you need to be doing. He will never give you something or put something in your path that compromises who he is, what he's told you to do in the word of God and scripture refutes scripture, right? So scripture backs up scripture in the same way that we can compare our life to scripture. And Daniel is a great example. For me, I wanted to do the word of the wise because when I had my business in the beginning, I was like a, uh, what do they call that? Like a shiny object syndrome. Like your girl has Mm, a Google drive full of courses that she bought because I thought there were so many things I had to learn and do, Mm -hmm. and I had to do all the things. So if you are, if you've heard from the Lord, here's my, my word to the wise. If you've heard from the Lord and you're searching for something new, he may not have something new for you until you stay obedient in what he's given you. So if he's like, even if it's a little thing or start a business or whatever, Mm So many times we get distracted. We're like, oh, well, so-and-so just made six figures selling t-shirts on Shopify. Let me go try that. But did the Lord tell you to, did he tell you to go ahead and stay in your virtual assisting business or whatever it is, or making sourdough from home? That's my current hobby. But like, whatever it is, right? If he's told you here and he hasn't moved you from here, then this might not be for you. We're not doing the collect the courses and collect all the things. Um, So good. Yeah, because Joe, Joe isn't, that's not what Joe's talking about here. So just no, wanted to. Yeah, it's so good, honestly, because mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to know that too, because I struggled with shiny object syndrome self. You know, it's like, okay, I, at, at first it's like, I'm trying to start a blog or I'm trying to get more clients. And then all of a sudden you see this ad pop up on social media about, like you said, yeah. oh, someone's making six figures without using social media or without doing this or, mm-hmm. and then they make it sound easy, but they don't tell you all the boatloads of money they first invested to even like yeah. get to that point. Like they don't show you that, right? They're not going to give you away everything for free and like free resources do help right like I give tons of free resources that have actually helped people get clients there's good free resources out there but what I'm saying is that like like you were saying Samantha it's so important to not get distracted from the specific thing that you know that God wants you to do and I love that you included fasting because it is a tool that we so often forget but it is such a powerful tool Mm -hmm. to fast food or social media or things, but there, and there's several ways to fast, right? And we won't get into that, but in order to be fully, completely dependent on the Lord and to hear from him and seek him, there's so many scriptures that talk about fasting and the the outcome of what that looks like. And so if you are, if you're like, I'm super ready for change and I'm super ready for, I'm desperate, girl, you need to fast because it will change your life. It will. Yes. So good. 
fasting, I think that at least in my experience, I don't think it's talked about enough or really taught. And so a lot of people don't do it, or it's that people just don't want to, right? But it is so powerful. It's God has worked through it to change my life. So anyone out there who's maybe felt the little nudge inside that they should fast, like you should obey that because it will. God wants to do something in your life. Okay, let's see. I love those tips. Those were fantastic. I want you to leave us with some encouragement to the women who are listening who are listening to your story, they're like, yes, I want to go from this to this, like Joe did. What would your sort of last words of encouragement be for her? I would say don't overthink everything, but pray about everything. I know that that could sound a little vague, but I think that so many times we tend to overthink the things that God actually wants us to do. And then sometimes we make mistakes because we're taking action, but not praying about it. So having that balance of the two, like stay prayerful, but also don't overthink because, you know, God did give us wisdom. So as long as we're using biblical wisdom and praying about things, you know, it's okay to make decisions and try things as we're seeking God's direction. Um, So, you know, don't feel paralyzed with fear that you're going to make a mistake. Don't sit on an idea that God has given you for a year before you at least do some research and take a step forward, you know, like, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, I've done that. And I've held myself back in that way. So that's probably the encouragement that I would give. Yes, and amen. I'm clapping up over here. Okay, Joe, where Uh can the ladies come say hi to you? Come say hi to you on social media and then give us your website too. And of course, friends, I'll post all of these in the links below. But where can we come say hi? My um, main Instagram is at the virtual mama, M-A-M-A. I'm very active. If you want to say hi, DM, like I'm super approachable there. Um, And then as far as websites, I have two. Um, One is for Bible devotionals. So I share Bible devotionals and videos. My husband and I share them together. And you can find that at thegospelintheraw.org. Also, you can go to businessinhisimage.com. And this is a community that the Lord put on my heart to start for Christian entrepreneurs. So if you're looking to grow professionally and you want more Christ-centered resources to meet other Christians who are on the same path as you, that's where you can go to find those resources. I want to encourage you to do that. If you are a, because something we said earlier is like, you don't have to over-spiritualize it, right? So you don't have to, if you're using your gifts for God, it doesn't mean you have to start a Christian church or start a Christian business even. Um, Mm -hmm. You can still, like my marketing business did not serve strictly Christians until the very end. Um, Yes, Christians came to me because that's who (laughs) saw my stuff or whatever. And yes, I shared my faith openly, but it wasn't a specifically Christian, you know what I mean? Audience-based. And so, um, however, that is one thing. The second thing to that, though, is you still should hopefully surround yourself with Christmas business entrepreneur people. If that's the season you're in and your gifting is to start a business, you need to surround yourself with Christian sisters who are walking it out with you because that is different. We do things different than how the world does things. We don't manifest. We don't wish good vibes. We don't do all the junk that the world does. And so you still, even if your business is not Christian based, you still need to surround yourself with Christian people who will walk it out, pray for you and do business God's way with you. So I've been in plenty of masterminds and groups that do 
the opposite of what we teach. So oh, no way. Bueno. <laughs> so okay. As we wrap up, I like to do a rapid fire for fun. And so I'm going to ask you three questions. They're generally easy. Um, and they're just a little bit about you okay. uh, personally. Okay. So the first one is your favorite scripture right now. Ooh, my favorite scripture right now, probably the one that I read this morning, Psalm 24, verse one. Um, I'm not going to try to repeat it word for word, but it says about, it says something along the lines of the earth and all its fullness belongs to God, everything in it. If you want me to give context on it, I'm happy to, but that's, that's the scripture that I have in my heart. Um, so with that scripture, it just really spoke to me about where I'm at right now with, you know, my businesses and the things God has led me to do, reminding me that even as I'm putting forth this effort, I don't need to feel nervous. I don't need to think about the people that I'm working with and trying to win favor because he's the one that's in charge. He's the one that's in control. So whatever you're pursuing, whatever project you're working on, just remember that God decides the outcome, period. (laughs) Number two, what is something that you're loving in this season of your life right now? Um, So much, so much. I'm loving my family and the blessing of working from home with them. I think that that's probably like the top thing that I'm loving is being able to do what God has called me and also be present in their lives because that's something that I always wanted. Yeah, and it totally is um, such a blessing. Okay, last one. Don't laugh at me. If you had to go to a desert island and you couldn't bring people or the Bible, and you could only take one thing, <laughs> or the what Bible. would it be? Oh man! <laughs> I had to clarify that for us Christian folks. <laughs> yeah, because that was definitely going to be my go-to response. I would probably bring water. I would bring a thousands, a million gallons of uh, spring water. <laughs> Okay, you want to know the funny thing is I've asked this question a few times, and I think you were the mm-hmm. first one to give me something practical, like that's going to help you survive. <laughs> okay, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, thank you for sharing your story and getting vulnerable with us. And then thank you for encouraging us and equipping us. Like, I feel like what we talked about today is super practical for these women to be encouraged, but then like go out and do something and not sit on the thing that God's given them. So thank you so much for your time with us. Oh, all glory to God. I'm grateful to be here and, you know, share God's word with other people. So other women. Yeah. Y'all didn't I tell you that episode was so good. I pray that this episode blessed you, that it encouraged you and that it equips you to use your God given talents and giftings and interest for his kingdom and for his glory wherever you are, whatever season you are in. And God, I Guys, I just want to encourage you that if you, if this episode really resonated with you to reach out to me, head to theabundantwoman.co slash coaching and let's schedule a breakthrough coaching session. I would love to mentor you and walk through these seasons with you using my business experience of having a super successful marketing agency and ministry and now using the discipleship programs in Jesus as our guide and Holy Spirit to mentor and coach and disciple you through this. So again, message me, email me, or go to theabundantwoman.co slash coaching. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. 
One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.